hit me. Hi and welcome to the VR Gaming Podcast, a podcast and commentary about VR gaming, VR news, VR hardware, and VR reviews. I'm your host, Nick Lane, and with me is Justin Davis. Justin, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm good. I'm just playing VR and arcade games and having fun. Nice. Is this the time of year where you spend more time in VR, or is it kind of straight through year-round? It doesn't matter what the weather's doing outside? It doesn't matter what the weather is, because I have a basement that stays cold. God bless you. Yeah, yeah. that's key. That's key. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen I've seen pictures of your space, and you have like the ideal space for VR because I, I think one of the biggest challenges with with VR is just finding where can you possibly do it in your house. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm lucky that yeah I have it down here because if it was upstairs, it would be hot, and uh, so yeah, sure. I'm lucky. That's that's that, that's what basements are good for. All right. Yeah. Well, this is uh, episode 16, and we're recording this on Sunday. October 18th. So we'll, we'll post this in a day or so, probably tomorrow. Um, you know, as usual, we've got news and we've got reviews. The uh, reviews that I can preview for you guys, sort of a Star Wars review. We're going to jump into that very quickly. Um, then Justin's going to do a, re- after after some more news, Justin's going to do a review of the Oculus Quest 2. He just got that. Uh, and a review of Phasmophobia and maybe the room VR, a dark matter, depending on time. We always base it on time. We try not to draw these out for too long. Um, I'm a fan of brevity, so so we'll see. But um, this episode is actually two weeks late, and that's not my fault, and it's not Justin's fault. I blame this episode for being two weeks late solely on Star Wars. Uh, my entire plan, as I mentioned last month, was we were going to hop on here and do a review of the Star Wars Squadrons. It came out, I think, on October 2nd. Let me just double-check my calendar. Yeah, October 2nd. It was a Friday, and then we were going to do a review of it on Sunday. I was all set and excited to spend a lot of time in that and, and give the impressions review, but that didn't happen. Um, and we're going we're gonna to talk about why. Uh, I, I'm not even so much angry at the game of Star Wars Squadron as I'm just disappointed. I'm like a dad at this point with, with, with that game. It's, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a huge bummer. Um, where should we even begin, Justin? We're, I'm already out of steam. Just, just bringing up Star Wars Squadrons. Um, I kind of kept my expectations low because I, you know, this isn't a game made for VR. Whenever a game isn't made for VR, but they're adding VR to it. Like there are games like uh, you know, um, what was that that space game that everyone was so excited about? Um, I can't even think of it right now. What's the one where you can go to like any planet and there's like millions oh, of planets? No Man's Sky. No yeah. Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah, like that had terrible performance. And then there's plenty of other examples where the performance is really bad when it's not a made for VR game. That I kind of was expecting this. So you know what? I, that's a really good point. I'm, I'm going to make a, a bit of a counterpoint. So mm-hmm. you're 100% right. And another game that I would point out is um, the Forest VR, right? So the Forest VR came out in 2014. And I think it was about two years ago, they added like a VR beta to it. Now with that, that was not a game that was made up for, for VR. They implemented VR into the game like four years after the game came out. And there, there's some jank in the Forest VR. Right? And there's, there's some tweaking you got to do just to get to run. It runs in reprojection a lot of time, um, but it's a lot of fun, and and it and it's 
ultimately playable. So yeah, those games, whenever kind of VR is an afterthought or patched in, especially later, like No Man's Sky wasn't designed for VR. It was patched in later. Totally get it. I think with Star Wars Squadrons, I had higher hopes than you did at least because VR was planned from launch at the get-go. So you're right. It's not a VR-only game, but VR doesn't seem like it's an afterthought because it was just baked in from the beginning. So I think that that's... Different. Yeah, I think that's why I I thought it would be I thought it would be good. And I don't think this game does anything complicated. You know, it's a space battle game. There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of the backgrounds just just stars most of the time, right? So th- it shouldn't be a heavy lift and also it's not using um VR controllers, right? And 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 just there's challenges with VR controllers and getting that right. I mean, you're using a gamepad. So, you know, how did this go wrong? Well, let's talk about Let's talk about what went wrong first, and we could talk about the experience with the game. So right out of the gate, I got this. It came out on October 2nd. was a Friday. I got out from work, fired it up. I actually pre-ordered it because the reviews that came out from like these review outlets, they were, I don't know about you, Justin, if you saw it differently, but they were all super positive on the game, especially yeah, the VR. I, I don't get that. Yeah, they're <laughs> all so positive, and it makes me angry, actually. Agreed. Super angry. And like a lot of times I don't buy a game or pre-order a game, but I saw these reviews. All the outlets were saying, oh, the game's great. And VR, man, that's the way to play it. Okay. All right. I trust. And, and some trusted reviews. I'm not even going to call them out. I just, mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't get it, man. I don't get it. So anyways, load up the game. And right out of the gate, I'm already annoyed because um, it has you sign up for like an Origin or EA account. Mm-hmm. And the way they do it is just so not VR friendly, right? So you have the headset on and you can see like the box to type in your email and your login, but you've got to kind of have your headset on. I had to get up from my chair, walk over my keyboard while also trying to look where that box was centered. It was just super weird, super janky, super frustrating. It wasn't a good sign. Did you have that issue as well? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember exactly what it asked me, but I already had an origin account. Um, so I think I just put that in. Okay. Um, and it was just it wasn't easy because you couldn't just like look at it and type it in like with the controller like you had to use your keyboard and and having mm-hmm. a VR headset on and trying to find your keyboard when it's not in front of you was it was a challenge. I think I that's what it was. I heard from someone that you had to enable VR from a monitor to be able to get into VR. So that's what I, I just started on my monitor uh, and did it all there, and then I enabled it, and yeah, that's why. Okay, so you that's the, that's the way to do it. If everybody's listening to you and hasn't gotten this game yet, which I'm going to tell you don't get this game. But um, yeah, I launched it f- from VR like I normally would any game that has VR. So yeah, that, that was frustrating. Then the, the first video that the intro video had me watch was like double vision, weird, like sick inducing video. Uh, it, it wasn't it, it wasn't a good start off the bat. Yeah, like uh, a small a small curved screen that was in front of you. It was yeah, it was supposed yeah. to be curved and that would have been fine, but it was coming in like a double vision type of thing. It hmm. wasn't rendering right. Okay. No idea why. Because other videos started working fine for me, but just right out of the gate it's just problems. Hmm. Um and then you get into the game and you can just tell this is not VR friendly because it, the options menu where you're trying to adjust and set up graphics gives you options that shouldn't be they're not really applicable applicable to VR. They're giving you like monitor settings to change the resolution of the monitor and stuff like that, but you don't know how it's going to affect VR. So it's just not straightforward. And, and, you know, 
Justin and I are no newbies to, to VR. So I'm like, man, I wonder what the ideal setting or how this is going to affect everything in there. It, it, it just, they did not make it easy whatsoever out of the gate. And um, there are VR specific settings in the options, but you have to go down to find them. But even once I changed those, I didn't notice them making any difference. Interesting. Yeah, I knew, I knew, I noticed that there were VR options, but it also lets you change like options in graphics and resolution. Yeah. And yeah. It, that's kind of, it reminded me of the Force VR, where it's like the, if you're playing in VR, they should lock you out of some of that stuff and just make like the monitor resolution on your flat screen, like the lowest resolution, right? You don't want to be yeah. rendering a lot of stuff to that monitor, but it lets you play around with it, lets you change like the hertz. Um, and it just gets in the kind of thing where there's so many things that you can just do wrong. You're, you're kind of unsure of, Man, if I do this, how will this affect this? It's just too much that are not like related strictly to VR. Yeah. What I often do is I just put everything really low. Yeah. Like so, so then like all right, so then then I'll know did these options even do anything? And I don't. They didn't. It didn't seem like it changed anything. Interesting. Much for me. Okay. Like the the performance was still terrible even with <laughs> everything at, everything at low. Yeah, and 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 Justin's getting to the the heart of the problem with this game is that when I finally was able to launch into the game and, and start doing the campaign, um, the performance just seemed just absolutely terrible. Um, I didn't even have my my uh, frames per second thing up. I use FPS VR. To, I didn't have that up at the time, but I can just instantly tell uh, that this wasn't great uh, frames on it. It, it. First of all, I, I have like an iron stomach. Nothing kind of phases me, but I know when something is definitely lower than 90 frames a second. And the backgrounds and the ships that you see in the game, they were sort of, I guess, what people describe as ghosting. It's kind of like a blurred double image at, at times. You just, yep. you know something's wrong with it, um, whether you can put your finger on it or not. And I'm just like, this is, arguably somebody can say this is playable. To me, it's not. I mean, I just, I have no tolerance for for that. Like something's clearly wrong with the game. Yeah, it was only playable for me because I wanted to make a video and, and put it up on YouTube, and that was about it. And then after that, I said, all right, I'm not playing this again until they fix it. Uh, so that double image or that ghosting image, that's reprojection. Um, I, I was trying it today to see if the latest patch, the 1.2 patch, fixed it, and I was still getting 45 frames per second locked, and I was yeah. at 30 to 40% reprojection. And that's and that was on Index and on Quest 2. Yeah. Um, with a link cable and so that means just that's just completely unacceptable 100 percent. and what what video card do you have justin so people say oh well you don't have a good enough pc what do you what do you what are you running evga 1080 ti for the win 3 uh, i7 8700k that's um you know that's running at like uh i don't know what what i have it at four point maybe 4.8 gigahertz and then uh 32 gigs of ram and an ssd okay yeah, I've got a I've got a 2080 um, EVGA, and my my CPU is a uh, 8086K. So we've mm-hmm. got machines that are more than capable of running this at 90 frames per second. Um, mm-hmm. One, and, and we're both on the index. And I don't this from my investigation is this is not like an index problem. Um, one of the worker quote unquote workarounds is that if you were to set your index settings to 120 hertz it would then reproject at about 60 frames a second. But even when I did that, there were a bunch of drops. So it, it went from at least reprojecting at like 45 frames a second to 60, but that's still inexcusable. And for people that don't know, when VR first came out with, with the Vive and uh, Oculus Rift, like what was commonly accepted is that 
Games need to hit 90 frames a second so you avoid headaches, you avoid nausea, you just you get a good feeling of this being like a legit experience. You dip below 90 frames and that's when you get into this area where things don't seem right. Um, it can it can be uncomfortable playing for longer periods of time. You know, I know the Oculus Quest, uh, the first one does 72, and, and even that is kind of tolerable but not ideal. I can definitely tell the difference between 72 and 90. You know, when you go from 90 to maybe 120 or 144, less of a difference, but I know when it's less than 90. And 60 is just unacceptable, let alone like 45 and the reprojections and the ghosting. Yeah, and with the re reprojections, they're putting in like fake frames in between that are guesses that you know are not good enough to make it smooth, and that's why it looks all juddery and terrible. Yeah, and then I, I will mention this. So, uh, my, what I try to do to figure this out, you know, what is going on here? Why is this bad? So, I, I tried it in non VR because this game is is made for uh, you know the PlayStation Four, Xbox. And PC and also PC uh, uh, VR and also uh, PlayStation 4 VR. So it's, and it's cross compatible. You can play against, you know, if you're on PC, you can fight, you're fighting against people on Xbox and PlayStation, all that, which is, you know, great in theory. Um, so I was like, well, let me, let me see how this game looks on flat screen. I've got a 144 hertz monitor. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a 2K monitor at 1440p. Let's see how it looks there. So load it up and I'm playing it. And even though my Steam frame rate counter says like 270 frames per second, okay, which is what I would expect for a game like this. Okay, that seems fine. It seems like it's running like a, like way below that. And it seems like it's running below 60 frames a second. It seems like it's running 30 frames a second. It just seemed off. So I jump into the forums and Reddit. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? All right, is this something that I'm just not tweaking right in the graphic settings? And... So many people are having this problem. So this is a uh, this just for the record. This is a non VR problem, and it's also a VR problem. Here's the non VR problem. So if you bought this game for PC and you're playing in non VR, um, it's going to run in 30 frames a second, no matter what your frames per second counter says. You have to do this trick or go into your NVIDIA settings, and at best you can get it at 60 frames a second. No matter what your FPS counter says, it's only going to run at 60 frames a second. This is I, I don't know if you want to call it a bug. I, I don't know if it's the engine. Some people have been speculating that this is a quote-unquote console game that's been ported over to PC, right? They developed it for the PlayStation or, or Xbox, and that's why, or whatever engine that they're using, I think it's the Frostbite engine, whatever engine they're using it, this game's designed for 60 frames a second. So it doesn't matter that you've got a good video card or a good monitor. You're stuck at 60 frames a second at best on flat screen. So... That sounds right. I mean, this is there's there's form after form of saying this. There's Reddits. Go out there, look at it. People are having this problem. That seems to make sense. So I'm thinking that's what's happening in VR as well. That this game is just designed to run no more than 60 frames a second, which is it's bad enough on PC because on PC this is why people have PC because they want more than 60 frames a second. Um, but in VR, it's just incredibly unacceptable because that's way too low for a, an enjoyable experience for most people you know there's some people on those forums and, and, and the steam discussions are like i don't see what the problem is this is it's running fine for me i i think number one that's not true i don't think that they're getting this to run 90 frames a second no matter whatever counter that they're using is saying i think that maybe they're just not as um perceptive in terms of 
the, the frames per second, or some people know that it's running at 60 and, and they're fine accepting that. that. That's great. If you're that kind of person, you can tolerate that, then you might enjoy this game. But for most people, um, it's just inexcusable. Go ahead, Justin. Yeah, I wonder if there's a technical reason when you're doing cross-play between console and PC where you have to keep the frame rate you know, similar, if there's some technical reason that, that we don't know about. That's, uh, I think, that from a hypothesis standpoint, from what people are saying, right, I think mm-hmm. this is why this game has been out for, for two weeks already. Um, this problem hasn't been fixed, even though I guess they said that they're quote-unquote aware of it, right? They've finally at least acknowledged it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, the hypothesis and what seems to make sense is that this game was designed for 60 frames a second because they're trying to keep mm-hmm. it consistent with the consoles and, and the cross-play. So you're mm-hmm. probably right, but it... it, but it but it does create problems when people are running at a much higher frame. I mean, certainly competitively, it creates issues because mm-hmm. uh, the PC is just going to have a, a, a significant advantage um, mm-hmm. over uh, the consoles. But yeah, does it even just create a uh, like sustainability that it can't even function or work when there's different frame rates? But that seems to be the case that it was just designed at 60 frames a second, and they thought they can just you know make it work on. PSVR at that because that's what PSVR is running on. It's at 60 frames a second. I think they just double it to 120 or they do some weird magic. But that's what that's designed around and that's what that's running on. But it's just unacceptable for PC. So what I, what's a mystery to me is in the forums there's there's those few people that will say, oh, it's running fine for me or it's 90. I, that doesn't add up to what the consensus is and what the kind of proven thing is certainly for the flat screen version. If the flat screen version can only do 60, then why on earth would the you know um, VR version be doing 90 or above, right? So yeah. I, I think that is the problem. And I think that, again, people who are saying there isn't a problem where they're getting 90, they're getting false readings on their um, FPS, or they just, that looks acceptable to them. But again, most people, I think, uh, you know, you and me, it's just, it's just unacceptable, let alone every time I play the game, and I've refunded it by now because it was under the two-hour window. Anytime I would exit the game, it would just crash Steam. I think you had that problem as well. That's another thing. Today, when I was testing it, it crashed on me again. They still haven't fixed that. Jesus, uh, I was I was trying to just get into a uh, like just the training mission just so I could test out the performance, and then it crashed. Um, so it still has that. Yeah, I've crashed. I've had I don't know how many crashes I've had. Whenever it crashes, it completely crashes Steam VR. Yeah. So you have to get out of your headset and like fix that. Super annoying. Um, um, I haven't seen a lot of people reporting that crash. I'm glad you, I, I'm not the only one, and <laughs> and it's happening to you as well. But um, yeah, this game's a mess, man. And and that I I probably can go into more problems with it, um, and just kind of scanning the forums and there's there's mission bugs that are not allowing people to, to complete missions. Um, I guess there, there's some posts that people are saying this game is quote unquote dead already because the player base is kind of plummeted on Steam, which is no surprise when you have all these bugs and you know, people not playing it in VR like you or me right now because of uh, the frame rate issues. Um, there's there's complaints about uneven matchmaking. Uh, so this game is just, it, it, it wasn't ready. I don't know if they're ever going to be able to fix the VR issue. The, just the fact that they released the game like that and they just seem confused and perplexed and it's two weeks have gone by. It doesn't seem like they can just flip a switch and make it work. It seems like it's a bigger problem that they just either didn't get or anticipate. Uh, yeah, I don't, and, I don't know. And get this, I played multiplayer with four other people that you know, friends of mine, and they're all g- giant Star Wars nerds. So they were all excited and loved it. Uh, two of them were PSVR, and two of them were PC. So the PC guys, one guy had an Odyssey Plus, and the other guy had a uh, Vive Pro. 
I brought up the performance issues while we were playing, and none of them knew what I was talking about. They had no idea. They were they they wow. had no clue. But one of the PC guys was busy fiddling, trying to get his HOTUS working correctly. So he was focused on that. The other guy, I don't know. Maybe they just don't notice these things. The PSVR people probably ha have better performance just because to be on the, the Sony store, the, the, it's like, you know, the games have to actually perform to actually get on the store, I think. Yeah. And, but they did say their visuals are blurry. Um, but yeah, they didn't complain. So I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Yeah. But I, I, like I said, I did the research and it's, it's not just you and I are having this weird problem. Yeah. There's so yeah. many people. It's more, it seems more common for this people to have this issue or notice this issue than not to have it, mm -hmm. let alone all the other kind of minor, minor things that are plaguing the game major, yeah. depending on your take on it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm bummed. I was, I was hopeful for this game. I was really hopeful. Uh, and I just, it's kind of a bummer. I'd be surprised if this gets fixed. I think it just that's that's what's going to be. People who could tolerate it will tolerate it and play it, and uh, mm -hmm. and that's that. I know that they said they're not releasing any DLC for the game, so the game is mm -hmm. is kind of done as is. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, they'll do bug fixes or whatever, but that that's it. That's when it. you're sitting still in your cockpit and not turning, it's it's fine. But the yeah. second you turn your ship, that's when it's it just goes to hell. Yeah, you see another ship, and it's just like this this double vision of the of, of their ships and everything in the background. Yeah. And uh, you know, this game is not like the the cockpit. The cockpits look amazing. Okay, they look beautiful. When I first got on that ship, I was like, "Man, this is this is pretty impressive." And then you get into the game, like you said, and, and you realize all the problems. There's nothing visually in the game that I look at this and think, "Yeah, oh, it's just a really demanding game, right?" That's not the case. There's something else no. going on. Yeah, there has to be because like uh, the explosions. I've sat and watched the explosions. They're not impressive at all, and yeah, yeah it doesn't it doesn't look you know crazy realistic to me. Did the starfield bother you at all? Definitely, because uh, they were blurry and there were a lot of just big round stars that looked like just polka dots or something. Yeah, the starfield looks like it's um, this super low res background. Like yeah. it, it looks flat out garbage. I mean, it just looks unacceptable. How anybody could test this game out put this game on and look at that starfield and think that's that's okay is is beyond me was it the same in flat um no i don't remember it being the same in flat flat seemed fine it's a vr okay. that's a specific vr problem okay but and it's a starfield man it shouldn't be <laughs> it shouldn't be shitty it just yeah. shouldn't be it's <laughs> it's terrible i don't yeah. know so my conclusion i don't even give this a, a rating number it's just you're probably gonna you're gonna want to stay away from this game. Look, if you don't, if you're a huge yeah. Star Wars fans and this appeals to you, you're welcome to try it, download it. You get two hours before you can't refund a game. It's two the two hour two week rule. Test it out. You know if 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 you don't believe me, uh, maybe you're lucky. Maybe you'll tolerate it. You know I have one friend who's been playing this a lot and he's just he's fine with it. He's like, oh, this is like any flight sim. Any flight sim is not optimized in VR. Good, good. Don't let me ruin it for anybody else, but. I don't know, man. Super, super disappointed. Unacceptable to have a game that's a licensed Star Wars game that's published by EA. It's just unacceptable nonsense. And I do not, I don't understand what the reviewers were smoking or how much they were paid to say that it's great in VR. I don't get it because I didn't see one bad review of these professional reviewers. Damn. They were definitely paid. Sure. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, uh, I don't know. Maybe the PSVR is fine if you're reviewing on that and you like it and it's good, then that's fine. But the PC version's trash. Agreed. All right. Do we shit on it enough? 
Yeah, I think so. Okay. If you listen, if something pops in your head, mm-hmm. like 20 minutes from now, you want to shit on it more, you can just. Okay. Even out. when you're on ground, ground, there's scenes where you're like in briefing rooms and stuff and you're talking to people. Yeah. Even there, there's terrible reprojection. If you t- use the, uh, the analog stick to turn terrible reprojection, even there. Yeah. So there's another thing. Yeah. I was getting weird color issues. Like if I move my head a little bit, like the color shape, something's just something's just really off and wrong in that game. Hmm. I don't know. They got their hands full. If they're even going to fix it, we'll see. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. It, it, here's the sad thing too, Justin, is that mm-hmm. I bet there's a lot of people out there who this game motivated them to get a headset. Definitely. And maybe again, maybe ignorance is bliss mm-hmm. and we're just super nerding out on it. And, and these people are having a good time. Don't let me ruin it for you. But, I, 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 f- I do feel bad for people who bought a headset and this is their first foray into VR and they're having problems and they're disappointed and then thinking to themselves, this is what people are talking about with VR. Yeah. And they're probably going to get sick. Like yeah. maybe even if, even if the performance was, was good, they, they might get sick in a game like that. Could but, be. Yeah. yeah but, but with that performance, yeah, good luck. hundred percent. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we, like I said, if something else comes yeah. up, don't okay. hold back. All right. All right. All right, off to the news. We'll kind of go through this. The news stuff is, is pretty simple. Um, these are things that I gathered very quickly. If there's something missing, Justin, that you want to mention, by all means, do so. Um, it came, it was, came out recently that Beat Saber got a multiplayer uh, update to it. I don't I don't really play Beat Saber. I was never like a huge Beat Saber fan. I've played it probably like maybe 30 hours into it. I've had parties and let people play it. But I, mm-hmm. if I never play Beat Saber again, I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right, we're on the same page there. But that's that's big news to a lot of people, and, mm-hmm. uh, and they've been talking about it forever. So it's nice to see that that came out for it. One thing about that, the avatars look really bad to me. Okay. You, did you see the multiplayer avatars? I might have mm, – no, I might have seen like, an, um, like a news notification for it, and I think mm-hmm. I l- was looking at what the avatar was. It just seemed really simplistic or yeah. not fitting in there somehow. Yeah, it, yeah, it didn't look. You would think for Beat Saber they have some like cooler looking avatars, yeah. but they're just like these blocky, you know, looking people. Not, you know, I don't know, just look weird. Yeah. Well, okay. No loss to you and I, I guess. No, not, not no. fans. All right. Uh, I saw a notification. I get and I get a lot of my news from Road to VR. So, so shout out to them. I get the the email updates. Um, one of the news items was there's a two week turnaround time on index orders. So index, you know, you order it, you're going to be getting it pretty quickly. So that's, that's good news. looks like they caught up to demand or they got their uh, production things worked out. Um, I, I put one thing in the notes. I'm having a, I think I've got an issue with my index where I'm noticing some, you want to call them like white sparkles. It's noticeable on the black backgrounds. Like they're, they're, they're noticeable. It's not like, doesn't, 100% ruin the experience, but uh, they're sending me a new cord for my index, so I'm a little afraid of trying to pull the old cord out because of the clips that are holding the cord in place. So hopefully that cord fixes, and hopefully I don't break anything. Mm. Pimax had that same sparkle issue and had to replace their cords too. Mm. Yeah, they didn't get me. I will say this. Um, when I reached out to Steam Support, super responsive. I mean, this is like on weekends too. They're, they're responding back. Super responsive, super easy to deal with. Um, I had an issue. I thought I had an issue with one of my uh, sp- uh, speakers on it. They replaced it. It turned out it wasn't the issue with the speaker, but they, they're they really good about things. Um, and I know, again, there were some issues when the first thing came, when it first came out and launched, but 
things seem to be going really well with uh, getting replacement stuff for the index. Was your speaker issue the the cable not being like in tight enough? I don't know. I just heard like it was most it was noticeable like the bass was getting distorted. Oh, okay. And I replaced it, and it still sounds like the bass gets a little distorted sometimes in that um, mm. speaker. But it, again, it's like a slight annoyance. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know. Um, oh. Uh, this, this will come to me. I'll, I'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll look this up later. I meant to mention and put in the notes. Um, there was a, a demo of a game. What was it Propagation? Right? Did you play that game? Oh, I, I meant to. No, I haven't played that yet. Yeah, I, I, I forgot to get this in our show notes. But um, yeah, there was a demo that was released within the last month. It's called Propagation. It's a uh, it's a wave shooter, but it's free. So I, I grabbed it. You know, we're all kind of sick of wave shooters. Um, mm-hmm. at this point, but, um, the graphics are really good in it. Hmm. And I think maybe it's like a half an hour experience. I, I stopped it for like 20 minutes just cause I, I didn't have time to finish it. And I was, mm-hmm. I was hoping it would say my progress, but it didn't, right. but I, I recommend it because it's free. You, you got nothing to lose. Um, graphics are really good. Like I said, it's just a wave shooter, but it's, it's a kind of an appropriate game to play around Halloween time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, shout out to propagation. And uh, and the team behind yeah, it. zombies and spiders and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see what else we got. The Nvidia 3000 series. We talked about this last time. Um, I'm in the market. I'm, I'd like to get a 380, but the news on those new uh, video cards is basically no nobody's gotten their hands on it. Um, stock is super low. A bunch of scalpers, AI bots, bought them up and are selling them for ridiculous prices on eBay. And the word on the street, or I guess the article from an uh, actually an announcement from Nvidia, is that you know shortages are expected into uh, at least early 2021. So, hmm. that's that. my birthday is in December, and I was hoping to get a present for my <laughs> wife. She's gonna have to be aggressive, and yeah. or, or overpay. I, I have a bad feeling. Hmm. Sorry, man. I I don't know. Um, EVGA is letting you queue up for the card so you can go there mm-hmm. and select the card that you want and yeah. um, put your email in. They'll notify you and you have basically five hours to order it yeah. when that happens. Um, That's so, the auto so notify knows. button. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, okay. I, I did that. I, I'm actually not sure if I, if I'm going to get the base model 380 or, or the for the win. Do you have any opinion mm-hmm. on that? I don't really know even what for the win means. I think they're just, yeah, clock boosted up a little bit. I don't know how much that matters. Um, yeah, it's overclocked out of the box, and I guess it's it's. I think there's better cooling, so you can overclock it even more. But I don't really get into overclocking, so I might just get the yeah, the, the never, cheap six ninety nine yeah. one. I've never overclocked the GPU. Yeah, I've never felt the need to. To be honest, yeah. like I I don't I don't know. My frames are usually good, and I think that most of the time you're just squeaking out a few extra frames, so it mm-hmm. doesn't seem doesn't seem worth it. But. Uh, and, and VR Oasis Mike, I don't know if you ever watch him. He overclocked yeah. his card and then it died. That's what I worry about. That's the, <laughs> like the it doesn't seem like the uh, it, it it's worth it ultimately when you run that risk. Mm-hmm. And there's probably people listening who are just like super proficient in it, and I and mm-hmm. I believe you can be. I just don't I don't I don't want to invest the time into playing around with it no. to do that or to have my card break. So yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Maybe we'll get cards. We'll see. I'll let you know if. Uh, the auto notify works for me if I'm able to grab it, but I've got okay. a 2080, so I'm not dying for one. I'm okay. I can mm-hmm. wait. All right, moving on. The Walking Dead onslaught was a uh, was a big release in the last month, um, made by Servios, which is 
kind of a um, you know love hate studio for me. I, I really like them, but I think they I, they fall short a lot of times. And and I think well, I think it's a good studio that I've just been waiting for them to put together a really kind of longer playing, bigger, robust game than these arcade experiences that they're they're good at. Um, but unfortunately, uh, the game has is sitting at mostly negative status uh, reviews on Steam. There's over 500 reviews of that, and um, yeah, it's just not a good game according to uh, reviewers and the reviews there. Yeah, uh, I saw some videos, you know, people that got early access, and yeah, they were all negative, and just just seeing how the game played, it was it's it was like the guy in the video was laughing while he was playing, just laughing at the zombies, because <laughs> and. And that's when I was like, all right. And I had already asked um, Servios for a free key. I was like, you know, give me a free key. I'll, I'll make a video. And then they offered me the key, but it was after I'd already seen those those videos. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. If I make a video, it's it's probably going to be negative. So then the yeah. guy was like, uh, all right, in that case, I won't give you a key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't care because I don't even want to play it. Yeah. No, it's just not good, especially when you have The Walking Dead Scenes and Sinners, which was a good game. Yeah. This just looks like it's it's outdated. Um, it's it's I've heard it's repetitive in terms of the tasks mm-hmm. that they have you doing. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's easy in some ways where yeah. you're just kind of like I, I think I saw the same video that you did. Was there's supposed tag? to be probably I think there's supposed to be like this hard moment where you're overwhelmed by zombies and he's just yeah. like easily stabbing them with like no yeah. effort, right? Like it's yeah. just and then they fall on the ground and they all just disappear. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> this game was like delayed by a year, and this—it's so weird that this is what they came up with. And Serbios uh-huh. is like, this—they're a VR company, and they've—they've yeah. they've put out, you know, games that maybe are a little dated by now. But at the time they came out, they're—they're they're a respected company, and I thought that Westworld was a, a, mm-hmm. a great game when I played it too. Yeah, we so, were hoping for know. a Westworld for sure. Yeah, yeah, they did a really good job with that game, which is funny. Mm-hmm. That game came out of like nowhere. There was like no hype before it just launched, and it turned out to be a surprisingly good game. Mm-hmm. This game they've been teasing for more than a year, and it's just nothing. And originally, this game was had co-op, so at least oh, really? it had co- yeah, it had co-op originally, and they took the co-op out. So weird. I yeah. wonder what the hell happened with this game. Yeah. Maybe it was a performance thing. I don't know, but if it, at least if it had co-op, maybe people would have liked it more. Yeah. All right. I don't know, Servios, man. I I, I want to see them. I, I, I know that they're capable of making a really good, like, full-fledged game. I'm, I'm just waiting for that. But mm-hmm. their last few releases have just been that that pirate game, whatever, is just Battle kind of Wake. Yeah. Battle Wake. It's just kind of throwaway game, repetitive, mm-hmm. blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um. Okay. And then last but not least on my uh, list of notes is Medal of Honor Above and Beyond is going to be on Steam. And I, I suppose the Oculus Store on the same day on December 11th. And why that's significant is that my understanding, I remember I, I messaged you about this. My my understanding that this game was going to be an Oculus exclusive because Oculus was hyping this game up. This is the game that uh, for quite a number of years, people didn't know what it was. And they were saying that, look, Respawn, uh, the folks that made Titanfall and uh, one of the original Call of Duty is, was working on a VR game. So that's that's big news. Respawn knows how to make good games. And uh, it was revealed uh, probably through one of the, the Oculus, um, uh, probably through whatever Oculus promotions or whatever the events that they have. Uh, and it was revealed to be Medal of Honor. So I always thought that this was going to be an, an Oculus exclusive, which is a bummer because I don't have an Oculus headset. And Revive doesn't always, it's not always a great experience, right? So no, I was kind of bummed. And then uh, you, you actually you actually told me about this before and I missed it in one of our um, 
messages, but I was blown away to see that it's actually going to be on Steam. So somehow it's not an Oculus exclusive and we don't know why. Yeah, I even asked the devs and they didn't want, they didn't respond to me. I, maybe it has something to do with Oculus going away from PC. And I, I want, yeah. you know, this was funded by Oculus. So I wonder if the, if the dev paid them their money back so that they could put it on Steam and maybe, maybe they thought they could make more money that way. This is like the best VR news that I've, I've heard in a long time. Yeah. This is this is really good news because that means it should run. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't I never know I don't take these things for granted, but it should run well on our our index right it or, or, or Vive right. We should we yeah. should be good. Um, even if they got to patch things or do things, it sounds like we'll get the attention because I I don't think Respawn's going to release a shit game for VR. They're just they're a good company. Mm-hmm. I think we can trust them. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. They make my eat my words but we'll see i'm i'm excited this is this is this is good news this is like the one game i'm i'm looking forward to in vr yeah that's my most anticipated game for sure nice all right well that's a good like kind of holiday present right around december mm-hmm. when you're going to be stuck inside my birthday is december out. 8th there you go perfect yeah there you go mm-hmm. all right well this is a this is a, a solid episode because you're you've got a oculus quest 2 Mm-hmm. And uh, I have no plans of getting it, so mm-hmm. take it away, man. This is this is this is your time to talk to us about Oculus Quest Two. Okay, so uh, Facebook released the Oculus Quest Two on October thirteenth. Uh, that's the day most people got it. For some reason, I ordered it like almost as soon as it went live on their website, but it came to me on the fourteenth. A lot of people that ordered it early for some reason got it a day late. Um, so. You know, it's kind of weird. Everyone's surprised that this thing even came out um, because so soon because the original Quest came out in May of 2019. Nobody thought they would get a you know, an Oculus Quest 2 this soon. They thought maybe they'd get like a Quest Pro or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe even a Quest Lite that was dumbed down to uh, make it cheaper. Agreed. Um, yeah. But so they this thing's... The six, there's a 64 gigabyte version and then a 256 gigabyte gigabyte, gigabyte version and the 64 is 299 and the uh, 256 is uh, 399. I got the 64 gigabyte one uh, because I didn't think I was gonna put that much on it um, because I don't really travel and go places and want to play VR anywhere. I mean I'm in my basement so you know I don't really need the whole uh, wireless go anywhere VR thing. But what, what, okay, so I originally had a Quest, and the reason I sold it was because the thing, you know, everything is contained in the front, and you had one too, right, Nick? I had it for a week. You know, I wanted yeah. to test it out. I wanted to see, like, I, I really like the idea of this, mm-hmm. this portable VR headset. Again, I don't travel, but it, it just seemed like I should have that or at least try it out. But I had it yeah. for a week and send it back. And I think your main problem was the same as me. It was comfort. It was just too heavy in the front it's just yeah there's no use case for me you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like if i was traveling or something and i just needed a vr fix when i'm traveling Mm -hmm. then i would have kept it but i would never use it in my house because it's just uncomfortable i would just use the the index or whatever yeah and it just sits there charging all the time and you're like why do i even have this thing here sitting here charging all the time yeah um and all it has on it mostly are games that we already have or already played like from years ago, like PC VR. Yep. Um, but somehow, I, you know, Facebook, Oculus, whoever the hell they are now, uh, tricked me to buy this Quest 2. Because <laughs> I guess I guess it was that price, $299. Um, yeah. But 
they dumbed it down by, for example, the Quest had that IPD slider where you could slide it, you know, at any any IPD setting you want because it was two screens that actually spread apart. Well, whereas the Quest 2 is a single screen, like Rift S. But it has these three settings where you can go between 58, 63, and 68 millimeters. So there's three physical IPD settings where the lenses can move. And so my IPD is like around 60 to 61. So I'm in between the the one and two setting is where I really am. But like, I'm, I can't, I'm not sure which one is, seems better to me, the, the 58 setting or the 63. Um, I know some people that are at the 68 millimeter setting, the three fully out, and they still need more because they're in the 70 something millimeter IPD range. Um, so the thing, the refresh rate is still 72 hertz right now. You can get 90 hertz in the main menus. There's an experimental feature you can turn on. So it's still 72 hertz. It's not officially 90 hertz yet. But from what I've heard, there's ways you can go into the uh, into the into the operating system and you can do ADB commands, which are like uh, Android debug shell commands where you can force it to be 90 hertz. So some people have done that, but I read that that breaks some games because the games aren't designed to be at 90 hertz. Um, so I haven't tried that yet. Um, I'm just if I keep this thing, I'll just wait. I'll just wait for Oculus to officially support 90 hertz. Um, the the big thing with this is that it's well the original Quest was Pentile and this is RGB Stripe. This is Quest 2. That's that's a big upgrade in visuals because a Pentile display. You, you see way more screen door effect because it's two subpixels per pixel, whereas RGB stripe is three subpixels per pixel, and it just looks way better. You really, it's really hard to see screen door in this display. Um, it's it's similar to Index, but probably even less screen door than Index, because the resolution is 1832 by 1920, whereas Index is 1440 by 1600. Um, so it's, it's higher res. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and index has wider field of view. So those pixels are spread out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, they, they keep the field of view the same as quest one. It, yeah. It's the same field which, of view, which, yeah, that bothered me on the, on the, obviously on the, on the first one, you know, it's just yeah. hard to see that field of view. Anybody that I know that's jumped to like maybe started off with the quest and jumped up, you know, that's one of the first things that they, they comment on. Right. Yeah. The field of view. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the the weight they they decreased the weight by like 15%. So it's it's 503 grams, whereas the original Quest was 571. But I bet a lot of that weight is the head strap, because mm. the original Quest had a rigid head strap. But this this new Quest 2 has a terrible cloth strap. It's basically just like a jock strap. <laughs> it's limp and terrible. Yeah. And I tried it, and I couldn't get the thing to stay on my face, like in the sweet spot, like it just kept going down. It just, no matter what, and if you want it to stay, you're going to have to get it really tight, like a vice. And that's just extremely uncomfortable. I consider, so I, I consider the quest two at 299 with the default strap. You might as well not even buy it. It's, 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 it's useless to me because it's unusable to me. I've heard some people say that they were in it for an hour and they felt fine. They were in it for two hours and they felt fine. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how they they could possibly have done that. I'd like to know what the weight is of that of the actual HMD part compared to the Quest, the original, because they might be almost the same. 
Um, so, and it's got to be said, like, um, yeah. you know, the, the, the quest one, I, I, I didn't keep it, but, and it was heavy, it was uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but a lot of people with that's their first experience with VR or whatever, like it's great to them. They don't see an issue and they like it cause they don't know yeah. what to compare it to. So mm-hmm. it's, it's good enough for them. And the, the quest one always seemed like, I remember opening it up, taking it out of the box and holding it. It just seemed like a well-made thing. It just seemed like yeah. quality, right? Like I felt like, man, this is for three ninety nine. This is a good product. Mm-hmm. Like this is the, the, the head strapped was, was I, I liked it. It was elegant. It was nice. Um, it just looked good. The IPD slider, which should just be a given these days. Like how do you, how do you have the IPD slider right in the first one? And then you just make it worse in the second one. And I, um, Ars Technica did a uh, review of it, and they, I, I, I thought they did a really good overview of the the, the Quest Two, even though I haven't used it. Mm-hmm. And they just slammed it, man. They were just saying yeah. like um, the IPD slider, like I guess the way you change the IPD now, you actually physically almost touch the lenses themselves. Yeah, you put your your fingers around. See, the lenses like the edges of them, like it has this plastic that protrudes. So you just grab that plastic. You don't have to actually touch the lens, and then but then you can slide it physically you know, in or out with your fingers. Yeah. I think their yeah. point was like, you don't want your, you know, generally you don't want your hands, fingers anywhere near, even though you're not touching mm-hmm. the lenses, you don't want it anywhere mm-hmm. near the lenses, right? Like yeah. it's just a bad design a design decision, which you know, people are going to mess it up, scratch it or whatever. Yeah. If you're showing it to people, they're not going to know that they're just going to put their hands or they, you know, yeah. yeah, it's going to get all messy. Yeah. Um, so this thing, another big advantage with this is it has an, a Snapdragon XR2 chip, which is a much faster uh, CPU GPU than than the Snapdragon 835 that's in the, uh, the original Quest, and it also has six gigs of memory, whereas the original Quest had four gigs of memory. So one of my problems with the original Quest was that it had fixed foveated rendering on most games on the edges. I could always see some pixelation and blurriness. Yeah. It was and like it was pretty much always there. Um, and John Carmack said a lot of developers just turn that on by default, um, and he wished they hadn't because he thought it, you know, made the experience so much worse. But the Quest 2 doesn't have it. Like I haven't seen any games where where that was there because of that processor. They don't doesn't need it. They don't need to do the fixed Fovea rendering to rendering to save performance anymore. Um, so the audio is the same type of audio that's in the head strap there's no earphones there's no headphones you can add your own you know headphones if you want um but my audio on the right side i had i had none it was out only on the left side so they're gonna have to send me a new one i've already been talking to oculus about it so before i sell this or or return it or whatever i'm gonna do if that's what i do i would like to have one that works correctly (laughs) um so Hand tracking. So bef- I sold my original Quest before they added that hand tracking feature. So I really wanted to try that. So I was doing some hand tracking stuff. And I'm going to make a, a video eventually where I do a review. Um, but the finger tracking is really good. It's actually even better than Index's finger tracking, I thought. Like with Index, don't you sometimes stick a finger out and it's not the right finger? Oh, what, use the controller finger tracking? Yeah, you mean? yeah if you're just like sticking a finger out to, to test it. Yeah, so that is uh that that's true. I find that when that happens, I just drum my my uh my yeah. fingers along it. I think it just it just needs to recalibrate. Recalibrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like the hand tracking with Quest, like it was it was really accurate. Like I, I it was hard to get it to screw up. Um, 
but I played this game called Elixir that's an all a full hand tracking game. And I don't know what I was doing wrong, but I got to a part where it just wouldn't do what I wanted anymore. And I was doing, I think I was doing the right thing with my hands. You had to do like a diamond shape with your hands and like, I just couldn't progress. So I don't know if that was the game or the hand tracking or what. Mm. Um, so what else is there? I don't know. I mean, there are no like special quest two games that have come out. There are no exclusives. There's no launch game, which is kind of surprising to me. At least launch some big game with it. But no, it's just the same old shit. You know, it's um, it's really disappoint. It's really weird, like you said, that it came this this quest two came out so quickly after the original quest, which you know yeah. could have continued on for another year or two without mm-hmm. needing a refresher. Like you said, maybe a pro or a light or something like a cheaper price point would make sense mm-hmm. to call it a quest two as in the old ones. You know, this is yeah. a successor. This is the one you get. It's a little weird. It sounds to me like uh, this is like a race to the bottom kind of thing of what they're doing. They're not adding mm-hmm. things. They're just cutting things out in, in many ways or making it worse. And, uh, you know, I know like the, a lot of the, almost, almost all, if not all of the original, um, Oculus team that founded Oculus is gone from Facebook now. And I just yeah. wonder if like, if, if we're seeing what happens when you take out these, uh, uh, uh proponents of, of VR, these VR enthusiasts and who have a, a dream of creating this, the best VR. And you're just kind of getting this, like, let's get it done job and let's get it out there. And it's just kind of. You know, maybe like mm-hmm. an enthusiast will, will 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 snub their noses at it. Where maybe the general public, this is you know, this is the first VR experience. You put that on, you're going to have a blast. There's no doubt about that. But mm-hmm. you know, for people who know what's going on and had experiences with with PC VCR, uh, PC VR, and and the Quest One, everything you're telling me, and from what I read, this seems like a, a, a pretty big disappointment. But there's some things I forgot to talk about. So there's some straps you can get called the elites. There's an elite strap that improves the comfort. I consider that mandatory. I didn't get the elite. I got the elite battery strap. So that adds a bunch of weight to the back. That's the only reason I even bought this thing, that they had a first-party elite battery strap announced and ready to buy right when the Quest 2 was announced. Because this whole time I've said, I want the battery in the back. I don't want the battery in the front. So... Once I saw that that was available, I was like, all right, fine. You got me. This $299 price, you got me, and that battery strap, all right. So I have that. And with that thing on, it, it helps the comfort a lot because it has a counter. You know, you know the, the battery is like 300-something grams, and it's a counterweight. And you can charge that battery. There's a, a little charging port on it, and that will also charge the Quest main battery. Yeah. Uh, so that's nice. And... And I also bought a virtual link cable so that I can connect it to my PC. And I've been testing that. And mostly that looks good. Um, Stormland was one game where it looked really bad. It looked really blurry and muddied. It's like that was one game where it's way better on PC. Like not on PC. I mean with a dedicated PC headset. Um, Because this virtual link is just a USB-C cable. So all that, that, you know, all the display data and sound and tracking data, it's all going through a USB Mm-hmm. cable where it has to get you know it has to get compressed and then uncompressed and there's all that that going on um and i haven't tried virtual desktop yet that's an app where you can do wireless vr with this thing that's what i really want to try out just haven't had time um so if you have you know a good enough router you just need a five gigahertz router and you can do wireless wireless vr um just haven't gotten to try it yet yeah yeah, so you're you haven't you know there's no verdict if you're gonna keep this or not. 
Um, not yet. Yeah. Um, if if the wireless okay, if wireless works well and it's not a huge degradation of quality, I'll keep it. Yeah. If it's but if it if it looks if it doesn't look very good or there's lag, then yeah, I'm gonna I'm not gonna keep it. And I think some of the I guess this is a new segment, but they're they're discontinuing. You posted this as well on one of the chats. They're discontinuing the Rift S after yep. what period of time? Yep. Uh, sometime early, maybe spring next year. Quarter one, yeah, 2020. Yeah. So this is this is. I guess the writing was on the wall, right? We, yeah. we kind of saw this coming, but yeah, they're getting out of making a PC VR, which is unfortunate because that's how they entered the market and mm-hmm. they were the, the leaders in many ways, right alongside uh, Valve. But now they're not doing high-end VR. They're just kind of doing this almost console version of VR, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, or, or this, D, you know, like the, it's like a Nintendo Switch or something of VR, right? It's just, mm-hmm. it's not the best that you can get it's not going to push the limits of, of of graphics and all that good stuff so it's 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 a bummer to see that because they were uh funding a lot of studios that put out games like stormlands and, and metal of honor and uh robo recall you know from the early mm-hmm. days and and some other games um but i think we're just going to kind of get these watered down games not these these robust experiences that all of us are kind of hungry for yeah, and it's making a lot of these PC games look worse. Like uh, Population One, I don't know if you've seen that. That looks way worse than it did originally because Jeez. they wanted it to be, you know, Quest compatible. So and like and onward, I don't know if yeah. you saw that. I like, saw the controversy. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. They're just gonna keep doing that. Maybe if it's multiplayer, that's what they have to do. Maybe maybe sort of similar to the issue with Squadrons and the whole fr- frames per second. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if uh, they ever. F- Fixed. I saw the onward controversy when they happened. So just mm-hmm. for we won't get into this too much, but just for yeah. a frame of reference for people listening, onward's like a milsim game. It's it came out a number of years ago. It's a well-respected game, uh, 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 very good in many ways if you're looking for a milsim game. And when they made the Quest version, they updated the PC version and they just kind of crushed the graphics on it. I mean, they just watered it down. And a lot of people were pissed off. And I, and I get it because, I mean, this was originally a PC VR game that built up a, a real community of players through PC VR. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's I'm not that excited about Quest when we're seeing, like, the PC games take a hit. You know, I don't want this race to the bottom VR experience. That's, that's not what gets me excited about VR. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Plus, I don't like Facebook, so <laughs> I guess I'll oh, save yeah. my money. I didn't mention that you have to yeah. you have to use a Facebook account with the Quest Two. There's no like yeah. even if you already have an Oculus account, you you have to merge your Oculus and your Facebook account um, to even use it. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you saw the documentary, the the Social Dilemma on Netflix. I, I recommend everybody watch that. It's you know nonpartisan. It just kind of talks about um, all the ills of social media and and you know why some of the problems that we're having are, are exist today. And it just doesn't get me excited about Facebook. And I feel like <laughs> their entry into VR, this is nothing new that I'm saying, but their entry into VR is like a Trojan horse just to get more data on people. And uh, mm-hmm. not good, man. I'm going to stick to Valve and, and uh, Microsoft if they're making VR headsets and, and just be the, this kind of purest gaming experience without any of that social media nonsense. Mm-hmm. All right. Off my soapbox for that. That wasn't too bad. All right. Let's see. <laughs> Um, let's get to the, let's get to the game reviews. We'll do Phasmophobia and, uh, the room VR. So we'll start with Phasmophobia. This is a game by Kinetic Games. It came out in September 18th of this year and it's in Steam Early Access. I think the, uh, we were playing the other day, the day, I think the uh, version is like 0.17. So I guess 
you know, the developer considers this very early access. Um, this is a game that is also in uh, non-VR. You can play this in, in flat screen. And, and I, I'm guessing most people are experiencing this game in flat screen. It actually blew up uh, when it came out. And like so many streamers were playing this game. And I remember a couple weeks ago going through Twitch and you could browse by games and they have it sorted by the number of people watching. And at that time, a couple weeks ago, there were 44,000 people watching this game. And what's crazy about that is that this game was made by one person. So this is a, it's a big surprise. I think it's awesome that there's a non-VR and you can play in VR and you can play with your friends or non-VR. So that's great. Um, I'm just going to say right at the top of this that uh, the game runs 10 times better than, than Star Wars Squadrons, a game made by one person. So here's a game. Yeah, Star Wars Squadrons made, you can play in flash screen and VR, right? So it, it shares that trait with uh, Squadrons, even though it's not on uh, PlayStation or Xbox. Made by one person runs better, better optimized. Go go, go figure, <laughs> man. Um, uh, the game, I don't have the price on here. It's like, I think it's like $13. It's like 13 bucks. So the overview of the game is that you are like these ghost hunters. I'm, this is not my thing to watch on TV, but I, I, I know that there's shows where these adults, they go around and they look for ghosts. And uh, remarkably, with all this technology, they haven't found any. Uh, so keep trying, guys. But, uh, the, you know, that's, that's basically what you do. You start off in, in this van and you have like equipment loadout. Um, and, and you have some like certain objectives. You can also buy equipment before the mission. Um, you know, like the ghost's name, like the ghost name might be like George Smith. And what you're trying to do is get evidence of this ghost. And you're through the evidence that you collect at the end, you're trying to guess what type of ghost it is. Is it a banshee? Is it a um, phantom, etc.? All these ghost names. Um, and, um, yeah, that, that's essentially it. Up to four players, go in the house, try to find, trying to find evidence of a ghost. Okay. So to me, this is a unique concept. You know, I never thought I was looking for a ghost hunting game and yet here I am, uh, playing this and actually enjoying it. Um, yeah. What, 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 anything to add to the objective that I missed anything, Justin, how would you describe it? Um, when we first started playing it that first time I was, initially underwhelmed i think partly because like the instructions and the tutorial were kind of confusing and i didn't know what what we were doing but once we started figuring out what are we supposed to be doing um i started to like it more and i liked it this last time we played i actually got killed twice so that made it i was like oh there's actually some consequences here good um so yeah i mean i i like it i'm not sure why it's is hugely popular as it is. Yeah, I, I, listen, I cannot figure these things out. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I don't know if I'm that out of touch or I just can't predict what's going to work or not. But yeah, it's, it's hugely popular. So, so congrats to uh, Kinetic Games. And this guy's must be crushing it at this point. Um, okay, so yeah, that's the overview. You can die in the game. You know, basically what you're trying to do is you get evidence and you make a guess. And if you make a guess, um, you, you get like po- uh, money at the end and you can like level up. So it's got a leveling system. I think it might even have like daily goals. So that's cool. That's the I, last stream. I was talking about the, the desire to have in VR sort of these kind of staples of gaming now where you level up and you progress and you get unlocks and stuff like that. So this game has kind of a very, just a very basic system of that, right? 
It's not fully fledged out, but it exists. So it gives you a reason to go in there and play and do these objectives so that you get more money and you get better equipment. And I think you get to also unlock more locations to go to, if I'm not mistaken. We've, I think, collectively have spent maybe about mm, three to four hours playing this game. Um, okay, the, uh, the, the, the graphics in the game are, are pretty basic and simplistic. It looks like a game made by one person, and that's not disparaging at all. You know, it's nothing that's going to blow you away, but um, it gets the job done, in, in my opinion. Um, you know, it uses the atmosphere is good with the graphics. A lot of times you go into these houses and the houses are dark and you're, you know, you're, you've got a flashlight. So you're just illuminating uh, bits and pieces of the home and, you know, you're trying to find a light switch to, to turn it on. And, and, and it does a good job, even as simple as the graphics are, it does a good job of creating some atmosphere to it. Uh, what would you say about graphics? Anything to add? It kind of looks like your, your standard unreal engine kind of, kind of level graphics um they're they're kind of simple but they're not like you know some unreal engine games look amazing but this is kind of like a a lower level unreal engine look to it to me yeah um, it's like it doesn't very look bad base level. But yeah it's pretty basic unreal engine look to it like some of these i've played some like escape early escape the room vr games where this kind of looks like that okay yeah mm. it's 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 fine you know it's nothing yeah. to write home about um, and, and the performance wise, uh, when we first played it, I was definitely getting reprojection. It wasn't great. They've since patched it. The, the developer seems attentive and he's working on it. He's got more planned. Um, when we played it the other day, I definitely noticed a performance improvement. My reprojection uh, percentage was low playing at 90 frame or 90 Hertz. So, um, it was good. It's, it's one of those games where it's like, if you're getting reprojection, it's not because it's a graphically intense game. It's because it's not optimized well kind of scenario. Um, all right, going on to sound. And as I said probably a million, million times, and I'll say a million more, when you have a kind of a horror game like this, the sound is is everything. Um, there, there's, you know, communication in the game is you're talking to your friends when they get farther away. It's, it's you know, proximity voice. So if they're in the house, you're in the truck, they can't hear you unless you're talking on your walkie-talkie which is cool that's the realism when you enter the house there's like this this hum to it this little ominous hum a little bit uh, and you every sound you're kind of analyzing like what was that right if you hear a door shut upstairs you're like oh shit that's the ghost up there right so it's it's very good it's very good in setting the, like the creepy atmosphere it's not mind-blowing sound uh, I'm, I'm sure there's room for improvement but it, it, it gets the job done. It's good. There's uh, there's creepy things that happen, so I'm not going to spoil that. Uh, but it, it will scare you at, at points, depending on what's going on uh, in the game. Yeah, did you did you mention that you can talk to the ghosts? No, that's the best part, and I'm glad you brought it up. So this game has voice chat. It recognizes your voice, right? What do you want to call it? Voice chat recognition or voice, yeah, recognition. voice recognition? Yeah, yeah. You could you can ask the in the tutorial it says you can ask the ghost questions. It doesn't really like give you much of a roadmap to work on. And I, I didn't look up to see what like the game actually recognizes as questions. I'm kind of glad I didn't. I, I I just wanted to go into it organically and try to be as as organic as possible, interacting with the game and seeing what's there, but. Yeah, you can you can ask it questions, and some ghosts will allegedly respond to you. I've never had a ghost respond to us, so we just haven't played it enough or asked the right questions. But it will. Uh, you, you going in, you do know the ghost's name, 
And saying the ghost's name will, some ghosts are, are violent and will attack you. Saying the ghost's name will, will definitely provoke it. So you want to do it to an extent. And um, I think last game we played, I was running around calling the ghost a C word. And uh, the ghost got pissed off because <laughs> um, I think we he appeared or we saw him like a flash room. So I was like, let's get the hell out. The, mm-hmm. the lights are flashing on and off. He shut the exit door to get out of the house. And then uh, you died. Yeah, did he really shut it? Because I couldn't, I couldn't get it to open. Yeah, he shut it. He wow. shut it, and after you died, it, it opened. Oh, yeah, that was like that was like when that's like when the game shined. You know that wow. that was like a, a good moment where I was terrified. We were just running out of the game. It's like one of those moments where you forget you're playing a game. You're just yeah. panicking, trying to get out of this house. You know, I'm a 40 year old <laughs> adult, like running out of there as quick as possible. Lights are flickering. I know this ghost is coming. He's pissed off. You, you can't normally see him or he'll appear here and there and then justin you said something like you're, you're getting choked or him choking you were killing you yeah and then uh it goes back to normal the door opens and you're dead wow and wow. we're just kind of laughing and scared <laughs> you know like it's just i was like man that's a that's a great moment that's like in vr you can make mm-hmm. this great game where you one person can pull it off you don't need this huge development team it's just smart design it's just fun it creates these moments that like I can't imagine playing this game in non VR because they're just getting like ten percent of the real experience. So yeah, um, what a what a great game for the price. Yeah. And when he kills you, you see his hands wrap around your face, and then yeah, he like I think you hear like in squeezing you or something, and then next thing you know, you're you're in some like torture cell or I don't know what it is. Do you remember what it, what it was that you were in? Yeah, it flashes to like this weird torture underworld place, and then you like yeah. become like a ghost yourself, but you can't interact yeah. with anything. You you can watch your friends in the house moving around, yeah. but I wonder if there if there's something you can do that we don't know about, or if they're gonna patch something at least. Because if think, you could haunt your friends, that would be awesome. Yeah, I think they well, they I think they need to do something with when you die and become a ghost because the mm-hmm. game can go on for you know in theory for another 10, 20 minutes or so. Yeah. And you can follow your friends around, but you can't talk to them and mm-hmm. you can't do anything. So, you know, a lot, there's a lot of games where, you know, you play Pavlov and you might die and you're know, like in search and destroy. But, you know, you're not waiting around for 10 or 20 minutes. You know, the rounds are short, so it's not a big deal. But this can be become boring, right? If mm-hmm. your friends are taking a long time, you're kind of stuck there. So it would be cool if they figure out a way to do something with that. I don't know what the answer is. I don't I don't have a good one. But, um, Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what happened. So that's sound. Um, controls. The controls are eh. We're again. You and I are using the index. Uh, the grip doesn't work like the grip works like it's, you're holding like a Vive controller. I think that's what's mm-hmm. mapped on. Is it a toggle? Yeah, you gotta like you gotta like mm-hmm. grip it again to let go of things. Yeah. So it's not the end of the world, but that could be better. Um, the hands. I I I don't know if they map up any better when we first played it. But I think they weren't the first time I played it, they weren't mapping up exactly correctly, like how they would holding um an index again. I think they were designed mm-hmm. for the Vive. I think my hands were staying stationary. Like they weren't I couldn't bend them or anything, my fingers. Yeah, you can't do that. And even mm-hmm. like the way like they're angled was just a little mm-hmm. off. But mm-hmm. um it, it, it's serviceable. You know, they have uh, I think they have snap and they have smooth turning. Um you move around with the the joystick. Um, you know, you're able to play, you're able to play the game fine, get around it. It's just not des- designed for the index, so to speak. And mm-hmm. hopefully that, that comes with time. I, I get that that's not a priority when he's making a game where probably 95% of the people are playing this on a flat screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else to controls? Did I miss anything there? Uh, I don't think so. All right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, immersion, like I, I think we covered a lot of the immersion. I, I think that story about the experience of, of you dying and the, and the fright. There's times where like um, we're talking to our, our friend Gorn, like, dude, you go, you can go in the basement and start provoking the ghosts because some ghosts will only come when you're by yourself and you gotta turn the lights off. So I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm not fucking doing that. Like this is <laughs> this is too much. I remember we were in the garage at one point. Lights are off. I think you were trying to provoke him. And then I'm holding the flashlight up and I just see him appear for a, a second. I scream, you know, like <laughs> that's, dude, that's like, that's like immersion. That's when you, you forget you're playing a game, you provoke a response in you, um, you provoke a, a, an emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great. So this game, this game does a good job with that uh, immersion again for being yeah. kind of a more simplistic game. Um, and then I guess to conclude with last ability, I don't know if this is a game that I'm going to be playing for dozens of hours. Um, I know I'm, I want to play again. I know I want to kind of follow this along as you know, see if the developer makes a lot of additions to the game. Um, I think it's a. I think you're going to have the most fun with this game when you're playing with friends for sure. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, this is a great game. It's there's it's funny because of <laughs> unintentionally funny. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, it's a horror game, but. The idea of playing a horror game with friends has a lot of appeal to me because there's there's a number of horror games in VR and that's VR is like the perfect medium to experience horror video games. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't really had many or really any if all like multiplayer co-op horror games. I know we talked about Survive last last month, but mm-hmm. that doesn't that doesn't strike me as this right this 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 horror yeah. element. I don't know. I mean, like, this is yeah, different. Arizona Sunshine isn't even like. Not, not quite in the same category. They're just like shooter games. Yeah, yeah. So mm. this 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 scratches an itch. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's talk about a rating for this game. Um, zero to two is a don't wish this game on your worst enemy. That would be what Star Wars is to me. Um, yeah. yeah. Th- three to five is we we all make mistakes. Six to eight is a solid game. And nine to ten is buy it. I'm gonna give this game a um, six point five. Now now that mm. seems that seems low, but that's just because. Um. Uh, again, it's sort of it's sort of basic, mm-hmm. and, and it it has a lot of room to grow. This game could could certainly be an eight or nine. It has mm-hmm. that kind of room in it. So I think that's a, that's that's definitely. I, I'm comfortable recommending people buy this game, but I think a six point five is where it sits in its current state. I'm gonna give it the same, same nice. rating. Yeah. All right, I, like I'm looking forward to playing it again. We'll have to play it again this this week. Um, it's mm-hmm. a great game to play around this time of Halloween and stuff. But uh, uh, a lot of fun. Um, check it out. I mean, people are always streaming it. You can get a sense for it. It's called Phasmophobia. Uh, kudos to the developer. He he's got a home run on his hands. Maybe he'll hire more people or something. But keep on working on it because you've got you've got a great concept here. And uh, good for you for bringing this to VR because that's the way to play this game. Anybody who's playing it in flat screen, if you're having fun in that. Man, just just throw a headset on. It's a totally different experience. All right, Justin, this is all you. This is uh, The Room VR at Dark Matter. It's made by Fireproof Games. came out March 26, 2020, about three days after Half-Life Alex. So I think a lot of people were mm-hmm. playing that at the time, and it, it kind of fell under my radar because of that, and I've not touched it. It's currently $29.99. Go. Okay, I'll try to make this quick. So this came out um, – did you already say it came out March – yeah, March 26, right after Half-Life Alex. Yep. So I got this on sale, I think for like maybe 20 bucks. It goes on sale. I, I think I've seen it go on sale pretty often. So um, it's a really good game, but maybe wait for a sale. Um, so the over the objective of it, it's a puzzle game. It's entirely a puzzle game. And it's it's one negative, it's teleport only. 
Um, so there are certain points where you can teleport to. You can't, yeah, it's like you can't teleport anywhere, just where the game wants you to teleport to. So that's how you know that, okay, this is a place where there's something that I need to interact with. Um, this is actually the first The Room game I've ever played, and I think there are a ton of them, right? Like, even on mobile. Um, like, I've never played one, but I knew the gist where you gotta, you gotta find, you know, objects and manipulate little levers and all of that. Have you played one before, Nick? I think I might have downloaded years ago on mobile, but maybe spent mm-hmm. no more than ten minutes with it. I'm not a I'm not yeah. a big puzzle type of okay. gamer. It's, sometimes they feel like work to me. Uh, yeah, this this is work. This this one actually this makes you think a lot. Um, so like this is set in the early 1900s, and you're a detective, and it starts out in your detective precinct, and you're going around, you know. The, the first level is very basic puzzles that pretty much anyone can figure out. Then the next three levels are where it gets more difficult. And the game is difficult enough that there's even a hint system to help you because some of the some of the, the, the solutions are, you know, are a little cryptic sometimes. Like, you were like, I would have never thought to do that thing. Um, so you got to go around to all the different points in the room and just mess with stuff and just see what you can spin what you can open what you can interact with which to me i think that's fun just exploring you know figuring out what does what and then you know maybe maybe in this side of the room you saw a candle and then over in the other side of the room maybe you saw a lighter well then obviously oh let me bring this lighter back to this candle but it gets you know that's that's simple it gets way way trickier than that um so there's different the main the, there's three main areas there's a like a uh, archaeological archaeological like natural history museum and it's like an archaeological uh, dig site sort of thing where they have this uh, mummy in a uh, sarcophagus and you you got to mess with the mummy and and the reason it's called a, d- a dark matter is because um a lot of these these uh, puzzles have a kind of a dark theme to them like murder or you know things like that. Cause like the next one, the next room is a um, is a church where I can't remember like something something evil went down and there's mystical things happening. And then the next one is a, like a witch's house, um, you know, and and it's creepy. Um, there are you have this lens that you can sometimes look through and then you can see things that are hidden like ghosts. So there'll be like ghosts or apparitions that will like tell the story sometimes. Like if you can't figure out what you got to do in a certain place, maybe you just need to pull up this lens to your eye and then look around and, oh, there's there's a ghost right there that's going to do some sort of um, some sort of story element. And then that's going to maybe help me figure out the next clue and, or the next thing that I need to mess with. And um, so there are different places also where you need to use that lens. And it, and it might show you... Like if you're looking at say an an organ, like a uh, like a piano type organ, like maybe if you look at it with the lens, it'll let you see that oh, I can actually go into inside of the organ and and like mess with it there and turn levers and turn dials and things where you wouldn't have known that you could have done that without looking through the lens. Um, so you got to go around the entire level basically looking at everything but then you also need to look at everything with your lens pretty much because a lot of times that's why i got stuck i i didn't realize oh there's that i could have gone inside of that box 
with my lens. And then um, yeah, somehow you, you magically can get turned. In, it's like, honey, I shrunk the kids. And you can get inside of things. I don't remember how that's explained or how that works exactly. It's just like magical. Mm-hmm. But um, the graphics the graphics are really good. Um, it's really polished, this game. That's one of the best things about it, how good it looks and how polished it is. Um, and the sound is creepy. You know, you hear weird sounds going on. And, you know, some people might play this game and get a little bit scared because of this, you know, the murder and the mystery and the, the ghosts and things. Um, the controls are, like I said, you teleport. You have that lens. Um, you know, you, you use both hands, you use both motion controllers, and you interact with things with your hands. But, like, you know, your hands will go through objects. Just like an older VR game, it'll, it'll go through things. And, like, if you hold an object, it, you can move it through things, too. So it's not like Half-Life Alex or Boneworks or something where where the physics is good. It's not It's not like that. I mean... They were probably working on this back before physics got good in VR. Um, so the immersion, yeah, it's immersive. It's creepy. Um, you know, you see those ghosts, you know, walking around and stuff. That's It's pretty convincing. And um, I don't know, you really do feel like you're there. Last ability, I have five hours in this game, so apparently it took me five hours. There's five levels. The first one and the last one are really short, so it's... There's three in the middle that are long. Um, so, yeah, five hours for me. Some people are saying it took them four hours. So that's And once you beat it, I mean, I don't know why you'd want to go back in. Um, maybe if you're, like, wanting to do it faster, if you're a speedrunner type. I don't know. My rating, I'm going to give this an eight. Um, if you like puzzle games. This is one of the best puzzle games in VR. And on Steam, its its rating right now is overwhelmingly positive. Um, yeah, it's a ten out of ten I see on Steam, and I also see that it's on uh, PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on on Steam. It's on Oculus. So like every VR headset, uh, yeah, pretty much get this game. There was a part where I got stuck, and I I went on YouTube to find out what the hell is that I need to do. And thank God, there's tons of people on, that make PSVR walkthroughs. Because so many people have PSVRs, and that's what I watched, a PSVR walkthrough. And I was like, oh, I got to do that? And then, so yeah, this stuff's hard enough that I was like, all right, I'm not going to stand here for an hour trying to figure this out. I'm going to go see what I have to do. Yeah, I think that's what happens to me. I, I see the game. I see it getting good reviews, and I get mm-hmm. tempted. But I'm like, I, I get, you know, I, I, I got a job. You know, I'm always, yeah. like, using my, <laughs> thinking through problems, problem solving and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. when I want to play a game, I, I just... I don't look for that, right? Like I don't look for that mental simulation. Like I get it enough in my other areas of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people I've heard say they don't want to just stand there with a VR headset on and like just sit there and rack their brain because it's, you know, in VR, maybe, maybe they don't feel comfortable wearing all of that and then standing there. And I mean, I guess you could play seated, but I usually play standing. Um, So yeah, I guess if you're just totally stumped on a puzzle, I don't know if VR makes that worse. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I think sometimes when you're stuck on something like it, and it's like a, it's like a puzzle. Sometimes just getting up and walking around or walking away from the problem, mm-hmm. and being able to think through it, right? Like yeah. rather than just staring at the screen and trying to come up with it, you just maybe you need to take like a day, and the and yeah. the solution will come to you. And those are that's been my experience at least with games that are, are puzzle games. And I, maybe I've played them more in the past where 
you know, like point and click adventures, right? Had puzzle elements to it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I I get that criticism. I get that, that challenge. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's my review for the room VR dark matter. Nice. Thank you. Thanks. I'm glad we got to it. All right. Well, listen, that wraps up this episode. Uh, if uh, Star Wars ever gets uh, playable, happy to come back and say good things about it. If there's, we can't even talk about the game. I mean, that's that's the problem. We'll actually do a legit review of the game if it's uh, actually playable on uh, PC VR. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, but until then, we'll see you guys next month. If you want to um, show your appreciation, feel free to do a review like on iTunes. Um, that helps. It helps get some uh, recognition for the show. Feel free to share it on social media um, if, you, if you found the show enjoyable. Uh, other than that, we will see you guys next month. Take care.